Welcome to the God Loves You Period Podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Terry. And I'm Amy. And it's February 2023, and we're talking about the two most powerful things in the world, love and money. money. I beat Terry to it, <laughs> so you needed to say it. Hey, here's the question, though. I call this the Amy question, <laughs> because I destroyed her life at one point. It's how she said it on this, right? What What's the question, Amy? The question is, are soulmates real can yes. you really have a soulmate yes 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 the question is is there one person in this world for you out of the seven billion eight billion is there just one person mm. terry says yes no no Knows no i define it a soulmate quite differently you can make someone your soulmate but there's not one person out there that god ordained that is just cosmically for you. like the universe has brought you together uh, and you are cosmically was- destined maybe Maybe. I mean, Chris is blessed to be married to me, and it brings a joy to her heart. But there are lots of other women I could have been married to and had a great (gasps) relationship with at some point, right? And the same to be true, there are lots of other guys Chris could have been married to than me and had a wonderful life. A wonderful, but not where you connect at a soul level. Mm, I don't think don't. But there's only one person per person out there. So what if your soulmate married the wrong person? And they are in Bangladesh, and right. you never get to <laughs> right. meet them. And, or what if they got divorced four times trying to find you? But I there's think only God one. You together. So, okay, this is the story behind this. Scott was preaching at camp, and I was a camp counselor. Um, I was also a camp counselor who had a major crush on somebody, and I'm like, this is my soulmate. Uh, we are not married. <laughs> Did not work out. Actually, it was awful. Um, but at the time, things were going well, and I just thought, like, oh, my gosh, this person my soulmate. And so here Scott preaches to a bunch of high school and college students that a soulmate is the the concept of a soulmate is essentially garbage and so what do i do i marched my little tail up to him and i was like i think you're wrong and i just laid it on him on why his sermon was just totally not true uh and i guess then you proved it true (laughs) and then i guess i made an impression (laughs) um however the next summer scott (laughs) comes rolling along and that camp mance is what we call them didn't work out very well <laughs> and then i had to go i'm like yeah maybe you're right i uh uh soulmates my the concept of it depends on how you define it i think i tell macon all the time i have yet to find someone more compatible than you and me like i just think we do my, right. for That's those who are work li- at it. for those who are yeah. listening macon is my delightful husband who we will be celebrating four years of marriage Yay. and seven and a half years together total who I met in grad school who's really just the perfect person for me we make an amazing team what well, helps and, when you have the same vision yeah for life and we have to really work hard at that love I mean it's not that hard Macon's a really easy person to love it's hard for Macon <laughs> maybe it's hard for him no way but so is a soulmate real if if it is Macon's the closest thing I could find and I I think our love I is deeper say you couldn't have someone that you call a soulmate mm-hmm. but the idea that's promoted in Christianity and the in some modern Christian circles that there is just one person out there for you out of Mm -hmm. this 8 billion is totally false. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's really sad too, because then if people's marriage doesn't work and there's lots and lots of reasons why that happens, then you'd beat yourself up that, you know, maybe you you feel like you messed up your one chance at it. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's not true. 
but it is unique. It's one thing to see. There's lots of marriages out there that are working along just fine. And it's rare to see the one that their souls truly connect. Mm. I mean, there's a Mm -hmm. difference. There's plenty of good marriages. And then there's the ones where their soul really is on the same wavelength and they worship at the same spiritual level and they have the same goals and mm-hmm. well, so let's, let's just keep going so that that was an introductory yeah. question but maybe since is, is this week that yeah let's keep let's going, keep with, going with this i mean what does make a healthy well relationship can i can i go back to oh, the Lord. whole like cosmic level of like god has brought you together and like i think the what where scott is saying is that there is a lot of human um decision and choice to be made and how you how you maintain that relationship and how you keep and I think what Terry is saying is like there's something supernatural that's brought you together that keeps you together that keeps you and brings you together well I think about Megan and I um we on May 13th 2013 were both on a trip to Scotland for our school trips Ah. and we missed each other we were we did not didn't connect no we didn't even I, I mean we we looked through pictures. We're like, we went to the castle on this day. Like, was your your trip, you know, I, what are the odds that we are in a totally different country at the same day, same time, Edinburgh, Scotland, and we missed each other. And then our trips to Duke Divinity, our tours missed each other by two days. I visited in October of like 2014 and he visited three, you know, two days later. And so we kept on having these missed chances. And then we were brought together at this hot cocoa Christmas party at Duke Divinity School in 2015. So there was almost this level of like cosmic, like, oh man, like we, like the, we kept missing each other and like, we really were supposed to be together. Like it all worked out. How did you and Randy end up together? Um, so you know, there are a lot of interesting things. What did you hear this story? <laughs> he wanted to go to the Coast Guard Academy, mm-hmm. but he didn't get in. Um, and so instead, he he came to, we went to the same university. And um, my dad had come to me and had said, here, I want you to apply for this scholarship. And I'm like, Daddy, I'm not going to get that scholarship. And he goes, oh, just apply. And then lo and behold, I get the scholarship. So, but I started in ROTC a year later. And Randy was in the parking lot. We, we actually lived in the same Uh, apartment complex for Mm -hmm. the university and I'm walking up to the library a place where he never went and and I said hey I'm gonna be a midshipman next year and I guess he'd had a really bad day and he looked at me and goes yeah right (gasps) and I was like wow and I just kept walking and no spark no no spark (laughs) I didn't know and then the next year when I was a freshman and he was technically I was a freshman in ROTC but I was a sophomore in college Mm -hmm. and we are the same in college he was walking behind me and another friend and he was ranting about how when he was a freshman, we couldn't have blah, blah. Like we had these uniform belt buckles that were already shiny and we it was how we were getting a break, right? Uh-huh. And I remember leaning over to my friend, his name was Craig, and I'm like, that midshipman Lynch, he's such a jerk. <gasps> because he had already told me, you know, the year before, although mm-hmm. I'm sure he didn't remember me. And... um but then over time, we had all lots of the same classes together, and we got to be friends. Randy was actually engaged to another gal. 
from no way yeah, absolutely he was engaged and the plot married. thickens oh yeah, yeah, this right? is interesting so, so we were good friends and and i this is where like i said we had the same vision for life in the navy and went to the same university we both studied a lot of the same classes anyway our senior year i had met his fiance i'm like hey ruth I mean, Randy, how's Ruth? And he's like, oh, we broke up. And I was like, oh, I'm were so you, sorry. Were you really sorry? No. <laughs> <laughs> but but we were friends, and I had screwed up every other date I had ever been on. And so when um, he needed a friend, like I remember he had a big job in the midshipman in the battalion, and um, and I decided, I just told myself, don't screw this up. Just be his friend. Just be his friend. Don't like him. Just be his friend because he needs a friend to talk to. And um, we started, like, I remember we, we everybody was invited to go to Carl's Jr. for dinner that night, but nobody else went. It was just me and Randy and... Ooh, an accidental first date. Yeah, and, you know, and the next thing this you know... This kismet. I know. He would, he would bring notes to my house, and we started dating in January. I needed a date for my sorority formal in February. We got engaged in May. We got married Whoa. in December. Oh, my goodness. All but you did a lot there. of work to make that happen. I, I, you know, Randy had a, a, I remember he had a dove on the back of his car and I remember thinking, wow, look, I always thought I'd have to save my, my husband. Like I was so sure that there was no, (laughs) there was no saved, saved person out there. I would have to introduce them to Jesus. And I was like, wow, look, he's so brave. Even has a dove on his car in our super secular university. And, um, so when he started hanging around, I was like, wow, this is great. Like, we have the same faith. It was awesome. So, I, I think so what, how is this like a soul? You know, I'm now that mate. I, okay, I think I'm understanding, Terry, that a soulmate is someone that you connect with on a soul okay, level. Yeah, I agree with that. You, you, you right? connect that, that a soulmate is somebody you, I, I'm fine with you saying the, per, the person, the partner I'm with is somebody I'm connected with on a level beyond just physical. Mm-hmm. But is it God who's brought you together? Is has is there something beyond our our human well, I, actions that that lead you to we, each other? I mean, and I must admit, like we really pursued God on the same level, Randy. Mm-hmm. Even though he came to a relationship with Christ as a freshman in college, mm-hmm. um, and I had been raised in the pew. I mean, when we talked about tithing, he was all in. Yeah, he, it was not a foreign well, thing. You know, one of my seminary professors weird. said that's why we send our kids to college. That's why middle class people send their kids to college. They send their kids to college so they meet people the same thought process, socioeconomic status, all that. We put our kids in places where they're going to meet people like us mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it's pre-programmed to do it. Well, I was lucky because Randy was not raised in a Christian home. Mm-hmm. He never went to church until college. So soulmate, so you're willing to agree there's not one person out there for you. But there is, if you work at it and you put effort into it and you put God into the center of the relationship, mm-hmm. then you can have a person who you connect with at the soul level. Sure, sure. There's, I think there's a blend. There's a healthy blend. A healthy blend. No, I don't think there's <laughs> like there's only one person. I mean, I, I, no, I think, I think no, when you make the commitment, right there's that. one person. I, I am a big fan of uh, a commitment, one person. You got to work all, at all there being but, but one person. You do have to work have at to work always out. having commonalities and pursuing. I remember when we did marital counseling, the pastor told us, he looked at me and he pointed at me and he says, if you are worried about making him happy, and he pointed at him, and if you are focused on making her happy, then you guys are going to be just fine. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Simple. And so that was the goal. Like, 
It really was. Like, well, you know, it's funny you said. What, what, what do is it they say? Too many, too many women get married hoping they can change their husband. Yeah. And too many husbands get married hoping they can change their spouse. Mm. Right. No. Oh, I. I mean, I know in premarital counseling, I was like, if they're unwilling, like, will you still love them even if they're unwilling to, like, as is. As yeah. is yeah. right yeah. now, because like the there's person no well, changes yourself. The thing, the thing that, that drives me nuts, and this has happened way too many times in my my career, is a couple going through a marital issue, who they were soulmates. Mm. They show up and show up in the office because you know what do we do? And one of them, and it's honestly, it's usually the woman that says this. The mm-hmm. female spouse usually says, I, "I just I don't love him anymore. Mm. I don't know if I ever loved him." Ooh. Which I actually I've had them tell me that, and I've said that is such BS. That you stood up before God at the altar. Now, you know, and that, and you said, oh, uh, you know, I don't know if I love him, but we're going to get together for all eternity, marriage, right? You know, we're going to get married mm-hmm. forever. I mean, I don't believe that. I, I believe, I believe you fall in love with somebody because you have a willingness to put them and their needs and who they are first. Mm-hmm. And you begin to work on it. And you let, and, and when you fall in love with somebody, you risk vulnerability of giving them your whole self and them giving you their whole self. Mm-hmm. And that, 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 that's, you know, Chris, if she was here, my wife was here, she would probably tell you, I'm not as wonderful to live with as I think I am. <laughs> right. But there are things that we work on and we have to, mm-hmm. to, that there's a, it's not a give and take because I, I don't think marriage is compromised. Relationships shouldn't be compromised. It's, it's all of me. It's all that I have. I love the line in the liturgy, all that I have and all that I am. I honor, I honor you. you. Yeah. Um, and I think that's marriage is all that I have, all that I am. I'm honoring Chris and every, all that she is and all that she has, she's honoring me. And that's what allows us to connect mm-hmm. at a soul level. I do agree with Terry that the commonality of beliefs is very important. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It also really helped that like I understood his profession, right? right like right. I understood it mm-hmm. inherently because I did it too. And, um, and in the end, when I got out of the Navy, that's where I – could help him even be better because right. I could relate to the spouses and I could help them understand what was going on in mm-hmm. a way that lots of times their husbands couldn't define it to them. Mm-hmm. You know, all those things. And we, and then on top of that, our parents had the same profession. Our mm-hmm. parents, his parents, my parents, his brother, everybody are teachers. And so we, we grew up in the same environment in different towns. Yeah, that's tr- that's so true. There has to be a level of shared interests, even though you could like independently like different activities and stuff. So, but I, I mean, I know when I went to Duke Divinity, I was I was not going to marry another pastor. I went in there like, nope, this entire group, like I do not want any of you. <laughs> I am at Duke. There are lawyers. There are doctors. There are engineers. We would go to the engineering building for coffee to look. To, yeah, that instead was your of mistake. The, you should have gone to the medical office. The medical. Yeah. It, well, it was too far. <laughs> <laughs> So you're willing to go to the engineering department for your soulmate, but you're not going to walk the half mile. Also, the medical—they have really strict, you know, hours, and that's a hard life. Engineering, on the other hand, that's Mm. a nine to five. Um, (laughs) So I had a plan, and Macon blew up the plan. So much for soulmates. If you have a plan to get your soulmate, (laughs) well, because we connected on a soul level, we had so much in common with our shared faith, our our Mm -hmm. shared passion, and call the ministry was really important um just the the things that we're interested in we both love movies and theater and theater. Mm-hmm. i mean we we like we like doing stuff together he's he's not just 
my husband, but he's my close friend, you know? So we have a shared element of, of partnership. He's my teammate forever. Mm-hmm. So I do, but Scott, you're, I'm totally on board with you that it takes work and you have to, it's not just that cosmically everything's going to work out because that means you're not doing anything. Right. And I think, I think that's one of the reasons too. I mean, so, so often we talk about, oh, we, we need to have a soulmate that, though, that marriage or relationships, that everything's wonderful. I mean, it, no. It's not. It's constant. You have to you, you gotta work always at be it. building trust. Right. You have to be demonstrating, you know, your trust in that person and mm-hmm. following through. That, and we use that. You know, we haven't brought the Bible in so far. I'm a little disappointed in Terry. She hasn't <laughs> mentioned the Bible yet. Uh, but I, I, you know, there's the passage we read it. You know, I read it way too many weddings. Uh, the, the first passage: Love is patient. Love is kind. It is an envious, proud, boastful, rude, self-seeking. It's not easily angered. Keeps no record of wrong. That's doesn't delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. Always protects. Always trusts. Always hopes. Mm-hmm. Always perseveres. That passage. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell it. I tell the couples. Uh, you you have to to be a soulmate. Mm-hmm. You have to live that passage out. And the way you mm-hmm. live that passage out is you take out the word love and you put in your name. So uh, Scott, Scott is, patient. is patient, right? So I fail after Sometimes. the first one. <laughs> Scott is kind. Scott, you know, Scott keeps no record of wrong. That's really important in relationships. It's not mm, to bring up, you know, we don't grudges. delight when bad things happen, all that kind of stuff. So I have to put that in for me and then Chris puts that in for her. Mm-hmm. And that's how we, we come together. But, but as I tell couples, you can't live that passage out. You can't love, you can't say Scott is patient or Scott is kind or Scott doesn't envy or proud or boastful, all that. I don't have that kind of love unless I have the love of Christ in me. Mm-hmm. That's how we can love. And, and so I will argue you, I will argue you cannot find your soulmate if you don't have the love of Christ in you. Mm. That allows you to connect at a soul level. Absolutely. Now, I know yeah. some people say, well, I'm not Christian, but I still found my soulmate. We can debate and argue that a little bit. If you want to, feel free to email me and we can talk about that. <laughs> uh, but I believe, I know me, that it's, it's because of my relationship with Christ allows me to be a better husband yeah. to Chris, a better soulmate, if you want to use that mm-hmm. term. Well, well, you know, the the scripture passage that I like to use at weddings, um, you know, unless the couple has a another option that's preferable, I actually really love the Ruth passage, which is not about a husband and wife. It's about a mother-in-law mm-hmm. and a, a daughter-in-law. Um, it says, entreat me not to leave you or to turn my back from following after you for wherever, wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God, where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried for the Lord told me to do so. And I love that passage because really a marriage is a joining of two communities of two families. And so I'm not only committing to make it, I'm committing to our family in Alabama and he's committing to our cute, you know, this Southern family and this Cuban family got together. Like who would have ever thought? And the family that you're going to grow together. Exactly. And, and and that combined family. So it's this promise of, I'm going to go with you on every adventure. I'm going to go, you know, where, when our, when my, my job led us to Ormond Beach, Florida. Macon came with Macon me. Was you know? like, I'm all so in, girl. It's this commitment that I'm all in with you. I'm yeah. all that your your people are my people. Your friends are now my friends too. So it's I love that. I, I think it's a even though it's not about a husband and wife, I, I think it's a really great example of covenant and commitment because it's you know, a marriage is a commitment. It's a promise. Yeah. And our wedding uh, verse plays right in with that we Mm -hmm. had amos 3 3 and it says how can two walk together except they be agreed 
Uh. And so that was sort of our commitment to each other. We were, you know, I was, we were agreed. I was all in when he, I knew he would go away. I knew he had a lot of deployments to come. Mm-hmm. We knew, we knew what the job scope looked like. Mm-hmm. And then when it came time to have children and, and we talked about that, I felt like I needed to stay home. We were, you know, we did not move forward except we were agreed. It was, mm-hmm. I'm not, I mean, not, obviously no one's perfect, but I only remember the good parts now. So to sum it up, <laughs> there is no such thing as a soulmate. In one Scott's per- words. There, in, 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 what would in, you call it? Well, obviously there's, there's no such thing as a soulmate where there's only one person for you in this world out of 8 billion. Mm-hmm. But the one person you're with can be your soulmate. Mm-hmm. Where you connect at a level deeper, deeper than the physical. You connect at a soul level. Yeah, and you, you have you to do, work at it. But and you, you have to do some it. work up front on right. that too. You can't. You can't have to have. You really have to have high standards and expectations, and and not give in because mm-hmm. you're not giving to loneliness and and thinking. Oh, this is good enough. Because if you're giving in to this is good enough, it's not going to be good enough 20 years down the road. Mm-hmm. All right. See you next week.